Hello and welcome to this NLive's Open for Business podcast platform. My name is Adrian Price, the guy from the university, as I keep saying, with the perfect face for radio. And I host a show every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. called Open for Business. Open for Business celebrates the very best of business in Northampton and Northamptonshire and brings together business, civic, charity and indeed academic leaders to talk about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where, they're, where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy. Well, it's that time of the month again when uh, we're into May, first show of the month, and uh, we welcome back good friend Ben Thomas from All Things Business and All Things Management. Ben, how how are you? I'm very good, thanks, Adrian. How are you? Well, I can't complain. I was a busy couple of weeks, and then it was nice to have three days off uh, at the weekend without even looking at the computer screen. That That is a luxury, I think, this day and age, isn't it? <laughs> Perhaps I shouldn't admit that on air, but anyway, I, I did. So, um we're into May, the joys of spring, the, uh, a lot of teaching's coming to an end now, a lot of marking and grading from my perspective. But um, what's news with uh, All Things Business? You've got the magazine coming out again this week, I think. Yes, it lands on, uh, on, on desks across Northamptonshire. Um, we've, we've got a feature which is highlighting the local hospitality and leisure sector, um, which is obviously very well needed. Um, so there's a couple of um, businesses that you that you that probably need a bit of a shout out out there one of which is the made in northamptonshire our, our good friend rachel mallows yeah. has got a fantastic shop there over at rushton lakes which is now open for business it was obviously open prior to the previous lockdown you get some wonderful stuff in there obviously all, all stuff from northamptonshire that's uh, that, that's made uh, in northamptonshire hence the name um and ketchum park hotel um they're they're obviously back open for business the, the hotel was open throughout the lockdowns for key essential staff um, but they've got a, a range of different um, services and products on offer for, for people to utilize not just the spa facilities but also the garden areas because even though they're they're in the in the heart of kitchen there on the a14 they have got some lovely gardens um, mm. for, for outdoor spaces subject to the weather of course um, they've got a, a really good offer in there as well Indeed, well, both very close to my heart. So made in Northamptonshire with, um, as you say, Rachel, I went there at Christmas. It is a great place to go for gifts. And also if it's like, you know, Easter or a birthday celebration or whatever. I mean, there is a nice range of both food and drink there. And Kettering Park Hotel, I bet you didn't know this, um, Ben, but I lived there for three months in 1996 when I first moved back to the UK. And um, uh, I, I thought you were going to say it's because Mrs. Price had kicked you out. Well, <laughs> and Ellen to that. No, she was with a young baby still in Barcelona. And I started a job on the 1st of uh, January and we moved in on something like the 1st of May. So actually four months. And it is a lovely hotel. It's Andrew, yes. isn't it? Andrew Hollidge, who's the general manager there now. Yeah, he's a, he, Andrew's, a, Andrew's a, a, a wonderful guy and uh, very much part of the, the local community. There's a lot there in not just in, in Ketchum and surrounding areas, but also for the, the county. So, yeah, they're a um, real, real good team there. No, indeed. Well, worthy of our support. And uh, the restaurant um, uh, is, a, is a beautiful restaurant as well. So I'm sure that he's got a good chef there now. And I must actually go, uh, go back and uh, see it. So anyone else in, in this, this month? Well, I, I think, um, listen, Northamptonshire is one of, um, of, of three. Sorry, it's one of very few counties in, in the country that's got three professional sporting teams and one of which is Northampton Saints who we highlight um, Ed Turnham is the head of sales there 
and, and they're talking about you know welcoming back fans into the ground from a hospitality perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and during lockdown, you know, that they've been innovative because when they were allowed sort of either side of the lockdowns, they utilised their um, hospitality boxes there and partnered up with some really good local chefs for a, a bit of a different dining experience. But they've also got the player tunnel, which I think has got 14 people. But you're basically in a, in a, if you like, a glass restaurant, but it's actually in the tunnel. Mm. Um, and it's fantastic. And I think now more than ever, and I know that's a, a phrase that I use quite a lot, uh, Adrian, but I think the cricket club, the football club and the rugby club, they really need the, the, the people to, to support them and get alongside them. So as and when fixes are announced, you know, get out into the open air and, and go and support either the Cobblers, the Saints or the, or the Steelbacks because they need our help for sure. Yeah, no, indeed. Well, the cricket season's coming. The Cobblers obviously need a bit of a, everybody to push and shove and get them up the table there. And um... Well, it doesn't matter because they've gone down, Adrian. Oh, have they? Oh, gosh. When? Oh, I, d- I missed that at the weekend then. I'm not going yeah, to results. Yeah, but I think, um, I mean, listen, they're, they're in a, I'm, I think they, they can bounce back. Um, Kelvin Thomas, the, the chairman here, and James Whiting, I mean, listen, they, they're going to be gutted that they've gone down, but I, I think they've got a great uh, foundation there and they've got the, the right team off the pitch as well as on the pitch to, to try yeah. and rebounce and, and uh, get oh. back. Damn it! Oh. I, I missed I missed the results. That's a shame. I must send a note to uh, to Kevin and to James. Then, well, talking about football, you know, I was going to ask you generally how are you feeling about life, but how are you feeling about the um, European Super League and all that? Well, there isn't enough time in the show to ask me my thoughts on that. But the the, the point that it's not happening is probably the best best uh, best left there. Um, I, I think, yeah, I mean, it's just it's, it, it was never going to happen. I think it's a classic example of. The extremely wealthy in the world trying to, trying to, you know, literally take the ball and run off of it, and um, and thankfully that won't be happening. It did seem to be a misstep, didn't it? A big one when we've got so much going on about stakeholder capitalism all over the place, and um, they went in a completely the opposite direction, as you as you say. So uh, you haven't fallen out personally though with Liverpool because the fans were very vocal, weren't they, across all the clubs? Oh, uh, extremely so. But I think the, the only way that as a football fan you can really make your your voice count is um, it's probably the first time I've ever considered actually going to a protest um, personally. Um, but I, I would have, it would have seriously made me think about boycotting Anfield for a year um, or maybe even for, maybe even longer because it wasn't just about um, the, the money. Um, if, if they'd gone forward with it, you know, the, the Merseyside derby would have never taken place again. Um, yeah. And it's, it's things like that. It's, the, it's the, the history and the heritage, which all of the, all clubs have got, I've got so much job, um, but anyway, thankfully that's not going ahead. However, on the on the note of professional footballers, the front page of our June uh, of our May edition, sorry, is a guy called David Bell who made his uh, uh, professional debut for Russian and Diamonds, or what was uh, Russian and Diamonds, and then he went on to play for Norwich, Luton, and Coventry City, and he's he's uh, he's, he's quite um, vocal in terms of how he his career came to an abrupt end through injury, but he's actually climbed the health and safety ladder and he's been appointed as the health and safety director for a, uh, a firm in Corby called MR Industrial Services, which in their own right have got, have got a, a wonderful um, uh, success story. It's headed up by the managing director, a guy called Matty Ross, who's, who's Corby born and bred. And that's a really interesting um, sort of interview. And that's on page 22 and 23 of the, the May edition of our Northamptonshire edition. 
Excellent. Well, I should look out for that. So um, community, yeah, football is about community because I was gutted that um, my hometown, you know, as one of the premier clubs in Wales, Wrexham, weren't invited to the European Super League, as you can well imagine. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I can imagine. I'm, and I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they would have been protested in the valleys as well. Adrian. But we have got two Hollywood <laughs> actors as our club owners now. So Yeah, we'll I must admit, I, I did have to question the date. I didn't know if that was released on the 1st of April because I, <laughs> I did have to uh, pinch myself there. Have they been to Wrexham before? Uh, yes, they have. They've been a couple of times. They negotiated with the supporters club that were owning the club at the time. And I think they've come up with some really good deal. And, um, you know, they put some money in. They... they they found out about somebody that had lost their home or whatever or needed their home refurbishing because they had a disabled member in the family and they basically just put their hands in the pocket there and then. Brilliant. And so, you know, making a Brilliant. good impact so far. Let's hope it, 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 it continues. Um, anything else on your mind about life in general, Ben? All going good with you and the business? Uh, I struggled to get my head around the crucible, allowing thick end of a thousand people in last night for the, the final, which obviously Sean Murphy did so well he's obviously a northamptonshire guy he went to our ladies in wellingborough and then went on to huxlow uh, um, senior school in earthlingborough yeah um he obviously lost out to the uh, mark selby the jester from leicester <laughs> but I, yeah i mean it did i did look at it and i did scratch my head and you know you look around at all these people wearing masks sat down uh, and you just it just beggars belief but hopefully the madness is uh, is not that far away and uh, we can actually introduce some common sense and logic back into this country what and not to have to wear masks is that what you're saying you want well, to well listen to if, you, if you're going to wear masks right you can't have 14 days of have only having 200 people in such a small area mm. and then because it's the final say sod it let's have 900 let's all sit next to each other and wear masks and then not allow the players or the referees to wear masks it's got to be one or the other there needs to be some consistency you know, if, you, if we're going to have introduced madness, let's be consistent with that madness. Yeah. Let's, let's not just do it just to, because it's the final. And, uh, I mean, it, as far as the snooker was concerned, I thought it was, it was an excellent viewing um, yeah. as an armchair snooker fan. But, you know, you have to just wonder, where are these people that make these decisions? Where do they sit in their ivory towers? Because the, the decisions that these people have got the authority to, to make having an impact on millions of people and and i just think it sends out so many different mixed messages um and and, I, and it just I, you just scratch your head but just this is a kind head. of controlled experiment so i would imagine they've got all the data on that nhs uh, app and they, they'll track and trace now that particular audience i i would imagine right so yeah well track track and trace is probably the biggest um i mean goodness knows how, how many millions of pounds have been wasted there but in terms of you know there's been a lot, and I've, I've, we've had incidents here at the work where we used it for a set period of time, and we we had a couple of uh, people that came in co into contact, and Track and Trace never notified us. Mm. That 900 people at the Crucible, that is not a proper test and measure. We've got 60 million people in our country. You can't take 900 people and use that as a as any type of evidence to to base future decisions or lifting restrictions. Um, you just you just can't do it. And this is two weeks after um, our dear Queen had to sit in, a, in, in, you know, Prince Philip's funeral on yeah, her own, yeah, on her own, which, which is just, which is just in, so incredibly sad. If anyone's going to break the rules, it should be a Majesty, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. But then to just go and see that, and oh, it's a controlled event, it's a controlled environment. We're doing it for the data. That you're not going to get any meaningful data from 900 people when you've got 60 million people living in this country. 
Well, let's see how things evolve. Of course, the next big date is May the 17th. So hence your support for the hospitality uh, industry indeed. And that's another thing, just on that, the reason I'm so passionate about that, you look at the number of independent pubs and restaurants just in Take Northamptonshire that can't open or trade because of these restrictions, yet they can turn on BBC Two last night and see 900 people sit next to each other, yet in a restaurant they wouldn't be nowhere near as close together as that would have been increasable. Yeah. Yet pubs and restaurants would have probably, uh, your, your traditional pub on a Sunday for Sunday roast, maybe with three sit-ins, would probably take in the region of 10 to 15,000 pounds. Mm. You know, and, and, I, and I, you know, I, I just find it really difficult it to, is. to comprehend. Uh, some inconsistencies, that's for sure. But anyway, well, let's hope that, you know, we don't have another relapse and um, things do go from strength to strength. But Ben, as always, a great pleasure to talk to you, uh, young man. Thank you so much for coming on the show and um, keep up the good work and keep safe and keep supporting community football, obviously. <laughs> you, you, you're welcome. Take care. See you next month. Thanks, Ben. Bye now. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. There are plenty more here on the podcast platform. And of course, you can always listen on uh, live on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m. on NLive Radio 106.9 FM or digitally via nliveradio.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com. And um, we're always looking for support from the community and further afield. So if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com dot com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.